Welcome back to Business Intelligence. I have my co-host Joey DeGangji with me. My name is Dr. Wei Chun Wan. We've decided to do an episode that uh, hopefully will inform the general audience about the current status of the economy. Right. Yeah. There's a there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. I have received many questions. Um, people ask me, you know, from my economic background, right. uh, how, where this econ this economy is heading. Right? Mm -hmm. And that is a million dollar question, right? So apparently I don't have a crystal ball sitting in front of me to make any predictions or forecast, but based on my training, I could provide you with a little bit more insight than just the, the stats that you, um, you know, get to review every single day. Right, right. Yeah. So tell us about what you do have sitting in front of you. You know, I, <laughs> I have a Panera Bread uh, coffee cup. Mm -hmm. um, in front of me. And I am a proud subscriber of the Panera Coffee uh, subscription plan. And I pay $8.99 per month for it. And this morning, I got an email from Panera Bread saying that they are increasing the price uh, from eighty from $8.99 per month to $10.99 per month. Mm -hmm. And the $2, I could afford that $2. And I think a lot of people could afford $2. And $2 don't seem like a big uh, jump in absolute value. Right. Right. But if you calculate that in terms of percentage, that's more almost 25% increase right. in the subscription plan. And this then reminds me of the stat that we recently just saw, you know, in inflation rate in the March 2022, year over year increase was 8.5% right. inflation rate. And that scares a lot of people as well as the business um, businesses that we've uh, been providing services to. Like a lot of yeah. businesses actually came to us asking, you know, what, what do we need to do? I mean, do we need to prepare for a crash right. or a hard landing of the economy? You know, and they asked me for advice and, and yeah. uh, what is the appropriate response? guidance. Exactly. What yeah. is the appropriate response? Now, before I answer the million dollar question, I, I want you to, you know, um, not be too cut up with, the simple number of mm -hmm. inflation. It seems like in the in the past, especially um, uh, quarter, people get too caught up with that just one inflation number. So in January, in January, the year over year inflation rate was like seven point five percent, and then February two thousand and twenty two, seven point nine percent, and then March eight point five percent. People get caught up. Right now, you should understand how the year and over year number uh, came about. Mm -hmm. Right, um, remember. Year over year means that we're comparing the number right now against the number last year right. for the same time, right? right. So uh, March 2022, if we were to compare the inflation against March 2021, we came to the conclusion that there was an 8.5% increase in the general price level, mm -hmm. right? Now, you have to remember, last March, we were very much still in the middle of the pandemic, Right. right. So right. consumption was low at the time. The gas price was very low, mm -hmm. actually, because people weren't traveling. So you had a really relatively low benchmark to compare against, right. which naturally is going to increase the inflation rate that we see this year if we were to compare um, against uh, last March. Mm -hmm. Right. Not only that, you should also under try to understand the composition of inflation. Uh, we are having a basket of goods and services. Um, that people generally consume, and we try to we try to calculate the um, the general price level based on the ordinary items that we consume um, on a daily basis. If you look at the uh, what we call the core CPI, the core mm -hmm. CPI actually excludes four important items. All right, 
Uh, the core CPI excludes gas, uh, cars, building materials, and food services. If you exclude these four items, the core CPI in March, we're looking at a year-over-year uh, inflation rate of negative 0.1%. Right. And that shouldn't shock everybody. But oftentimes when I share that negative 0.1% on the core CPI, year-over-year mm -hmm. year, uh, inflation rate, people were taken aback, right? Oh, what do you mean then? Are we, are we in deflation? Well, you have to understand that the, the large ticket uh, items that support your day-to-day you got to have a place to live. You got to have some sort of transportation. You right. have to buy food. And these are the items that were being affected more significantly than others, mm -hmm. right? That's what it means. But it also means that in fulfilling all these necessities, normal people do not have more to, to consume, do right. not have more disposable income to spend. Because it, most people, they get caught up by these four big ticket items, gas, mm -hmm. cars, building materials that affect the housing price, right. as well as um, the food services. So I, again, I wanted to, re I want to reiterate, I do not have a crystal ball sitting in front of me to, to predict where the economy is heading. Are, are we going to be in a recession or not? But what I can say for sure is that we are definitely going to be experiencing a lot of ups and downs before we reach stability. Mm -hmm. So it, the economy is going to remain very volatile, you know, because of the uh, uh, disruption in supply chain, which is still very much happening. You take a look at, for example, Shanghai, uh, who's uh, which is currently uh, being locked down in right. in China. Um, if you were, if I were to kind of bring um, a little bit more um, um, uh, perspective into this, mm -hmm. Shanghai, the port of Shanghai, is handles uh, cargo in volume, in terms of volume, four times larger than the port of San Pedro, Los Angeles. Oh, wow. All right. And they're in lockdown, mm. right? So you're going to see more supply chain disruption on right. the horizon. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Not to mention that we have an ongoing international conflict that is going to affect the food price. Right. Because Ukraine, for example, is one of the largest food suppliers in wheat. Right. Right. So everything is going to be affected, and that's not going to, you know, bring the price level down in anytime soon. Mm -hmm. In terms of, you know, the big ticket uh, items that I just talked about: gas, building materials, food, and and cars. Right. right. So again, there will be more ups and downs in terms of um, um, the status of the economy in the coming months before we could even talk about stability. Right. And and that. If you take, take a look at these coffee items like that I just shared with you, right, 23 24% increase in the subscription fee, $2 in absolute value, it doesn't seem a lot, mm -hmm. right? But can you imagine that you have a 20-some percentage increase in the service that you want to provide to the marketplace right? as a business owner? I don't think that you would be able to make that call mm -hmm. right away. Right. Reason being that if you look at the absolute value, that's going to drive business away. That's that's going to drive demand away. Mm -hmm. For a lower level items, like you know, if you start at like a ninety nine, two dollars increase doesn't seem a lot, although percentage wise it seems a lot. So think about the cheaper stuff, mm -hmm. right? In in terms in absolute value, and who's buying the cheaper stuff? Right. Who can afford the cheaper stuff? It's people at the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum. Right. 
right? But percentage-wise, they are being affected more significantly than others. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that there are people that are disproportionately negatively affected by the inflation a lot more than people with actually more resources. Exactly. Right? So if you're trying to sell something at five figure in the price tag, mm-hmm. I don't think that you you dare to raise the price by 20 some percent. No. And still trying to keep the customers happy. Right. No, that's not going to that's not going to go over well. That's not going to cut it, right? No. That's not going to cut it. Now, also to think about the fact that, you know, can you imagine that, you know, if we were to say, all right, 8.5% increase uh, in, the, in the general price uh, or inflation level, I am going to just going to go ahead and ask my employer to give me an 8.5% raise. How many people mm. could get a raise like that? Right. Not, uh, not many. Not many, right? Obviously, depending on your discipline and depending on you know how much uh, how much control that you have in the particular discipline that right. you're operating in, not many people could could get that eight point five percent increase. So, which means that you're not going to be able to. Most of us are not going to be able to have uh, increase a salary increase enough to counter mm-hmm. the inflation rate. Right? Yeah, exactly. And even if you were to get eight point five percent increase, that's breaking even. <laughs> Yeah, you're not exactly. you're not gaining anything in real purchasing power. Right. Right. So what that means is, again, we're going to see a lot of ups and downs. The unemployment rate, which is still um, uh, being calculated, will be uh, launched and announced very soon. And without seeing the number, I could pretty much say to you that we're going to have a pretty low unemployment rate. You know mm-hmm. why? Because based on the core CPI, you see already the negative 0.1%, excluding all these four big, bigger uh, ticket items, you're already seeing that people are running out of resources to cover their daily needs, right? Right. Which means that for those people that want to get employed, they've probably already found a job. Mm-hmm. The unemployment rate is going to be low. The problem is whether we would have more jobs covering those people that are still looking for jobs mm-hmm. or whether we have jobs that pay good enough to cover the standard cost of living right. for those people that are that are working mm-hmm. right and i think that's going to be the determinant of how long the ups and downs will continue in yeah. the economy so so there there's a lot going on and there's a lot to unpack i will have to say it again I don't know uh, where this economy is heading, but in a short while, the the, the pandemic, the effect by pandemic is still going to linger. Mm-hmm. The COVID policy is not universal across the globe, right? which really causes the supply chain disruption to be a real challenge uh, because of the previous effort in globalization. We actually in the United States rely very heavily in previous episodes, we talked about this, mm-hmm. Very heavily in services and um, and products produced in other countries, right? For all the right economic reasons, mm-hmm. and also, I mean, you know, you know, if you are off, you know, political background, you could argue that globalization it is because of globalization that we were able to link all these countries together, mm-hmm. so that maybe you don't agree with each other's ideology, but you all are contributing to each other's prosperity, right? So that actually bring the entire world closer to peace, mm-hmm. right? Arguably, in an ideal situation. Right, right. But look look at how much German for Germany is suffering, for example. Mm-hmm. Germany 
is banking on Russia for the energy source, mm -hmm. right? And now that the Western world is banging um, the, the uh, natural gas supply by Russia, and Germany is being caught between a hard place and a rock. Right. Right. Well, luckily, we're in spring now. So hopefully the, the, the energy use or the energy requirement demand is not going to be as, uh, as significant. But still, because of the globalization, Germany has been banking on the supply of natural gas from Russia for years mm -hmm. to a point that several years ago they decided to you know, do away with nuclear power mm. because of environmental concern. Mm -hmm. and security concerns. Now, what do they do? Right. Because the over-reliance on a certain uh, supplier, that supply chain, it's not a switch. You mm -hmm. can't turn it on and off. Right. Once it's off, you have to immediately find alternatives, right. which explains why, I mean, even during the international conflict between Russia and Ukraine, even though after uh, Germany announced that they they basically denounced what Russia is doing, they still import right. natural gas from Russia, right? right, For economic reasons, mm -hmm. right? So what do they do? What do we do, right? So we've been hearing a lot of conversations about deglobalization, you know, how do we look forward? Now, these are really big topics, mm -hmm. right? Above yeah. the economy, above individual businesses, right? And why do I talk about this? Because I think it actually informs all business owners to really review their operations mm -hmm. and how you prepare for the quote-unquote ups and downs right. in the economy. I would argue that every business should agree with me in one approach that is all the times you need to keep a very closer look at the operating expenses. Right. Right. It doesn't matter what, how many items that you have. It doesn't matter how well-resourced that you are. You always have to make sure that you are operating your business in the most efficient way possible. Yeah. I think going back, um, for as long as we've been, been doing this podcast, we've talked about that. And we were, you know, always, we always said during good times and bad times, you right. need to keep a very close watch on operational expenses. Right. When things are good, you know, how can you preserve that, uh, that advantage? Mm -hmm. And when things are not as good, how can, you, how can you weather the storm until it's over? That's right. And that's always been a big focus. And I think that's one of the number one strategies that we would advise any of our clients that are coming in trying to navigate the volatility right now. Absolutely. Start with revisiting your operational expense. And when we when we focus on operating expenses, uh, we we want the bottom line to enhance, right? Obviously. Right. right. Uh, but then what about the top line? Right. Mm -hmm. So talking about the coffee strategy by Panera Bread, right? Right. The subscription plan came about when they really wanted to increase the food traffic to mm -hmm. their stores. Right, right, right. And you would argue that even at the current pricing strategy, eight ninety nine, that's a loss. I mean, if you stop by Panera Bread to grab a coffee every single day, or you know, several mm -hmm. times a day, I mean, actually, you could actually um, um, uh, get a cup of coffee every two hours if you are on the subscription plan. Oh, okay. Right. So let's just assume that you do it just for for one time. 20 days per month. Mm -hmm. That's a loss for Panera Bread. Right. But if you look at their annual report, I bet you because of this, the implementation of subscription plan, they were able to sell more menu items. Oh, yeah. Just because of the increase in food traffic. Right. Now they effectively raise the awareness using the item that carries the, the highest mark, uh, markup in their store. And they sacrifice that markup 
trying to uh, you know sell more menu items. Right. Right. And the same strategy was implemented by McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember the summer pricing of McDonald's? You they always have the ninety nine cents large drink. Oh right, right, right. Ninety nine cents. That's a money losing endeavor. Mm-hmm. Well, think about you know yes you know all the soft drinks the the cost is really low, right. but they get you in the store. Right. You want to get you you're going to try to get the nuggets. You're going to go in there. You're going to smell the fries. You're not walking out <laughs> with just the soda. That's exactly yeah. right. Right. Yeah. So not only you have to be very mindful of the bottom line. What about the top line? The pricing strategy. Right. Two dollars increase. Not so much in the press, uh, subscription plan. But that's going to enhance their top line significantly. Sure. Yeah, of course. Right. So now from the business perspective, yeah, we know the economy is there's I don't know whether there's going to be soft landing or or hard landing or but Mm -hmm. volatility is to be expected. Right. 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 So what do we do then? Strategy, strategy wise, what what would the business uh, owners have to do to really look out for what's going to happen? So I think there are three general strategies that we'll we'll discuss. And we you know we talked about the first one, which is really analyzing the the operation operating expenses, seeing where where there you can trim the fat a little bit. Really kind of you know make sure you're keeping a lean operating model, yeah. so you can preserve whatever you know what what profits you have right now. Um, we're gonna make a I think a fair assumption that the cost of goods sold, based on everything you talked shared about with uh, the supply chain. Is going to remain either fixed or or go up. So really focusing on the operating expenses on the balance sheet that's right. or on the uh, the uh, profit and loss statement. Right. That's a, a big area that we'll we'll want to analyze with a client. Mm-hmm. I think when we talk about top line, you, I think for some of the lower ticket items, in, adding, adding some of those uh, higher higher marginal increases, you know, if it carries a low absolute value, we're seeing a lot of companies employ that. Mm-hmm. You talked earlier though about you know what, what about for the company that offers the the five figure project. Right. Um, or, or product. I think when we look at those kinds of companies, we'll, you know, we can, we can have some price increase just on the basis of, of, uh, you right. know, need, needing to improve the, uh, the pricing. But beyond that, we'll tell them to look at the, look at your value proposition. How, you know, if you can't just, you know, you can't justify a, a $2,000 increase on right. an item that was previously $10,000 just on the basis of, changing the price. Right. But if you can find more ways, more creative ways to enhance that value proposition mm-hmm. to justify in in the the minds of the consumer, I think that's a, a strategy at least that's worth visiting. If you can if you can uh, get the perception that yes, I am getting at least $2,000 more worth of value, mm-hmm. that's a that's an important strategy to consider if you're in that operating in that space. And if you're a business owner, that's by the way that's a fantastic summary. But if you're a business owner, I mean be on the lookout. Right. Because when your when your people um, are feeling the pressure of inflation, mm-hmm. they're going to turn around and pressure you to give them a higher pay, right? Right. And then when that happens, you you don't you have you have a couple choices, right? You you need to really review how many people you need in mm-hmm. in running your operations, and number two, whether or not, or if so, how much can you transfer that cost back to the consumers, mm-hmm. right? So again, I don't want you to be caught between a hard place and a rock, right? Because when that happens, you you then have to worry about how many how many customers are you gonna you're gonna lose, right? Right. So it, there is a, there is an intricate balance mm-hmm. between how you operate and how you interact with the general market, knowing that there is pricing pressure everywhere, right? Right. Um, I, I I do have some hope that the general inflation rate is gonna hold steady in the coming month. 
Um, but, um, you know, like I said, the volatility is going to still be there. You really need to start reviewing your value chain, um, you know, uh, sooner than later. And, and, and quite honestly, I think the personnel structure, who mm -hmm. can handle the personnel structure better will win out. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that, uh, you know, we provided you with with uh, some insight that you previously not um, thought about. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to keep sharing our observations and insight with you in the marketplace. And, um, you know, if you have any question, uh, feel free to reach out to us and we'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. Yeah, you can reach uh, myself and the rest of our team, um, wherever you're listening or viewing. Uh, the link is right in the description reach out anytime. We'll be happy to uh, discuss, discuss strategy with you. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.